0: Amen. You have your Bibles here this morning. How many got their Bibles? You can go ahead and wave it here today. If you got your Bibles, that would be good. Amen. Amen. Um, I hope you have your outline today. Uh, we have some notes there that you can fill in some blanks. And uh, we are in a short series called "I Quit." And uh, and last week we talked about uh, we talked about the motivation behind it. There's good reason that we want to quit complaining and uh, if you were not here last week we talked about God looks at complaining um, and a complaining spirit in a different way that we look at and if you didn't get a chance to hear it I would encourage you to go online and listen to the message because it's really important today I want to talk to you about I quit criticizing now this uh what I'm going to be talking about, it's, it's really broad, and we're going to be kind of talking about, uh, uh, about gossip, slander, and, and basically what's coming out of our mouth. Now, I know that there are, are sins that are certainly very egregious, uh, very heinous, very serious uh, that can get us in a lot of trouble, sins like rape, murder, uh, thievery, uh, Assault, okay, kidnapping. Those, those are the big ones. And then there's others, uh, other sins and other uh, things that we can do that definitely can get us into trouble. But then there's a culture that says there are things that that are really not big of a deal, what we would call acceptable sins, permittable uh, sins. In fact, even sins that are almost necessary. And uh, and I want, and I want I'm going to make a statement here as we're going to be talking about speech and about uh, criticizing and uh, that what our culture says is not really that big of a deal or not that, not that big of a deal. God's word says totally the opposite. When it comes to our words, God says, this is a big deal. Now I want you to look at a scripture. We're gonna, I'm going to give you uh, two homework assignments today. Last week we gave you a homework assignment. How many of you even remember your homework assignment from last week? Okay. How many of you got out of bed and said, thank you, Jesus, for whatever? Okay. This, this past week was giving thanks when you got out of bed in the afternoon and when you laid your head down in the pillow. Some of you, I think, did that. Probably many of us might have forgot that. Okay. But, uh, but it was good. It was a reminder that God wants us to be thinking in the area of Thanksgiving. Well, here is one of your assignments we're going to look at here today. Uh, Psalm 1914, and it says this, Psalm 1914, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. Say that with me out loud. Say, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, my Lord, my rock and my redeemer, amen. Okay, awesome. Now, how many in here, uh, in this place, have ever been unjustly slandered, criticized or gossiped about. Anybody? I mean, mean, you didn't deserve it, but it happened. Someone criticized you. Someone, you found out they were talking behind your back, uh, they, were, they were slandering you or someone just got in your face and just started saying things that weren't necessarily true that were harmful. I mean, I think we've all been on, on the, that end of the stick. Now, how many have been ever on the other side of the stick where you slandered someone behind their back or you gossiped behind their back or you criticized them in a negative way? It wasn't helpful, but it was... Now, how many have been on that side of the stick as well? Okay, the rest of you are so lying here today, <laughs> or you just got a bad right hand. And I want to take you to a, I want I want to take you to Proverbs chapter six, verse sixteen. There are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven which are an abomination to Him. A false now I'm, I'm going down to the very end. I don't have all, all seven of them. I'm going down to verse nineteen, and it says, and this all has to do with what's coming out of our our mouth a false witness who utters lies and anyone who spreads strife among brothers now there's six things that the lord hates seven that are absolutely detestable god says i hate this now if you were to look at this list some of you would say you know what i'm doing all seven of these things and you were kind of think well man god must really hate me that's not necessarily true God just hates these particular things. And one of those things is what's coming out of our mouth. Why is it such a big deal of of having a critical spirit? I know this. If you speak to me and you say words uh, that may be true, okay, but you do it in a spirit, okay, uh, that's negative, you really don't care about my heart, you don't really care if I grow or not, but you're just blowing off steam. I mean, you can go ahead and criticize, and that can hurt me, but if you go ahead and you speak negative things, okay, about my kids, okay, and uh, even if they might be true, I I, I, I mean, you can anger me, but, uh, I, mean, I mean, hurt me, but when, once you start going after my kids and, and you do it in a way that's not profitable, I mean, but it's just like, I don't even, that, that's, that's what brings anger to a dad or a mom's heart. And I think it's the same thing in the same way with God the Father. When, 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 when people are speaking bad about his kids, okay, God takes, I believe it take, God takes offense with us. I want you to look at what the tongue, what the mouth, what our speech and our words can do. James 3, 6 6 says this, Among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it itself is on fire by hell itself. So the Bible talks about, there's a great chapter. I I would encourage you, just in your own time this week, read James chapter 3. This is one of your assignments, okay? James chapter 3. Read read that first section, how it talks. It's one of the best discourses about the words that are coming out of our mouth. And the Bible says, unchecked, uh, our our tongue, if it's not under the lordship of Christ, uh, it can set your life on fire, Proverbs 18.8 says this, now we're going to kind of just skip around, we're going to be talking about slander, we're going to talk about gossip, we're going to be talking about just a malicious tongue. It says, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels that go down to the inmost parts of our being. Now, when you and I, if if we happen to enjoy gossip, to hear someone else talk about someone else, or... We listen to it on a regular basis or we spread it. Can I just tell you this? From a spiritual standpoint, we are sick and we are not healthy. The Bible says the words of a gossip, they go down like a choice morsel. They go down to our inmost parts. As followers of Christ, here is the word here this morning to all of us. God has called you and I to a higher standard than to the world. The people that are outside of these doors who don't follow Christ, maybe don't go to church, but our words should be different from the world. He's called us to not live in an area of gossip, slander, and criticism. So what I'm going to be looking at here today, here's the question mark. How do I overcome criticism? Because it's so easy, and it comes out of our mouths so easily. It says here in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, when words are many, sin is not absent. But he who restrains his lips is wise. So a person that talks a lot, uh, basically what he is saying there, he says, a talker, he says, basically you're going to find yourself in sin. And, and sometimes we're around people that really like to talk a lot. Now if you're a person that talks a lot, I mean, you're in an area that could be very dangerous. Uh, many people are, are just too talker. I hear... I heard a story of a young man who wanted to go to the Greek philosopher Socrates, who was going to teach him about the art of speaking oratory. And uh, he was so excited to meet Socrates and, uh, and in his meeting he just was gabbing and he was talking and, uh, and Socrates uh, said this to him. Uh, he says, son, he says, you talk too much. And uh, he says, I'm going to have to charge you double. He says, why are you going to charge me double, uh, Socrates? He says, basically, I'm going to have to teach you two sciences. One, how to speak, and the other is the science of how to hold your tongue. This morning, I want to look here in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3. I'm going to go through this quickly. Those who guard what they say guard their lives. But those who speak without thinking... Will be destroyed. Those who guard what they say guard their lives, but those who speak without thinking will be destroyed. I want you to look here in this passage right here this morning. I want you, there's going to be three questions that we're going to look at. How do I guard my mouth? Basically, how do I guard my life? One of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Proverbs. I was on a journey of uh, looking at relationships and and how to uh, live in union with God in a better way. I remember back uh, when I was first a pastor, a youth pastor, for seven straight years, I was reading the book of Proverbs every single day, 31 chapters there. And talks about relationships, and you will see it talks a ton about our speech and our conversations and one of, these are some of the things, these are some of the questions that I began to ask. I want to take you with, there's three questions that have helped me in my life, in my walk with God, in my relationships with other people. How do I guard my mouth or guard my life? Question number one, here it is. Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Basically, are the words that are going to be coming out of my mouth, will they help people or will they hurt people? To those who are listening, uh, do they help people or do they hurt people? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, don't use foul or abusive language. That's basically talking about profanity. Don't use uh, foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Okay? So the Bible talks about that what comes out of our mouth, it's to be helpful and not hurtful. Now here's, uh, now I've got a a couple of assignments. I I want you to read James chapter three. That's easy because you're reading your Bible every single day, hopefully. But I want you to read uh, James, but here's your second assignment. This one's gonna be a little bit more riskier. I want you to ask your friends and I want you to ask your family this question. When you hear me talk uh, does basically, is what coming out of my mouth, is it more positive than negative? Or do what you hear coming out of my mouth, is it a lot of it negative and hurtful? Because a lot of times we aren't even aware of what's coming out of our mouth. So I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to encourage, go ahead, ask your spouse, ask your kids, ask your friends, maybe even some other co-workers. hey, is my conversation, are my words, are they helpful or are they hurtful? okay. So that's one of your assignments. This is one of the things that that will really help us up. When I'm I'm around people, when I'm talking with people and I'm listening, I'm asking this question. When something is about to come out of my mouth, just instinctively, because I've prayed about this and I've read about this, is this going to hurt this person that I talk about? Or is this going to be something that's going to be helpful towards them? Now, here's one of the things that that goes on in our our mind. Well, if it's true, I, I heard something, uh, then it's fair game, right? I can go ahead and, and, and share something else with someone else, right? No, that's not right. The question is, is it helpful? I want you to see the statement. I want you to write this down. I want you to see this. Everything you say, especially when it's about other people, it must be true, okay? But not everything that is true needs to be said. Because what may be true can be very negative about another person. This is an area of slander and gossip. We can go ahead and we can talk about other people in a very negative way. And it may be very true about that person. And just because it's true doesn't mean it's fair game. Okay. The question is, is what am I saying? Is it beneficial and is it helpful or is it hurtful? Okay. Question number two. Am I making a private uh, matter public does the knowledge that what i know the the, the facts that i've come across the, do what i know uh, is, is it's is it meant for public consumption or is it just a private matter proverbs chapter 11 verse 12 says this it is foolish to belittle one's neighbor okay talking bad about one's neighbor a sensible person keeps quiet he's not talking bad about his neighbor. God doesn't want us to do that. But a gossip goes around telling secrets. But those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Now, as a pastor, and as the pastors here at Calvary Church, Pastor Carl, Pastor Addison, Pastor Luke, this is one area that we cannot absolutely not afford to blow it. Okay? We, we may make mistakes in other areas, but this is one area that we cannot blow it. And this is the area of keeping a confidence. As a pastor, we hear people's deepest and darkest secrets. Things that they want no one else to know about. And uh, And and one of the things, if you come to me, uh, if you want to counsel, you want some advice or you're going through some issues in life or marriage counseling, one of the things that I like to just tell people, I said, you know, I may mess up in other years, but this is one area I've made a determination that, that what you share here in this room is shared with no one else. And I mean no one else. It doesn't go beyond those four walls. And, and the pastors on our staff, we, we know it is absolutely imperative that we keep our word, that we, what we hear from, from people's hearts, that they're, sure, they're safe and sharing their story. And I know this, that gossip is like a, a tiny spark in a dry forest, and it can set a forest or a life on fire. I was hearing the pastor talk about, uh, in the church, uh, uh, in a small group that he was a part of, uh, uh, that there, there had been a man in there, a husband and wife, and this this husband had cheated on his wife, and uh, it was devastating. Uh, 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 she was filing for divorce, uh, but this guy uh, found repentance. He was sorry. He was getting counsel. And they uh, they were going in for counseling together. They were working in on getting their marriage back together. God was pulling them together, and there was healing that was going on, and and uh, and, and, and trust was beginning to develop between the husband and the wife, and uh, and God was doing some cool things, and and. And 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 they wanted to just the, the, the fellow said, I, I just really he says I need accountability. I need my brothers and sisters praying for me, praying for our marriage and uh and so they shared their in, in in the in in their life group about what happened in their relationship that i blew it and i and i need your prayers well we know uh, here at, at calvary church in our life groups what's shared there stays there and 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 for the for the four years that we've been doing life groups i haven't heard one story of where where people here is you know a very sensitive part of some information where they go ahead and they tell others about it that's that's been an awesome thing well this 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 guy he goes ahead and he says folks he says god is beginning you know put us back together here and he says i blew it i need prayer but uh, you know i just got off track but there was but there was one person there in that group one lady just felt like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and share this with another friend of mine and just to go ahead and tell my friend of mine, just my best friend, and just tell him to pray about it. Well, this best friend went ahead and put this on Facebook, okay, and then the wife heard about this, was absolutely humiliated, and, uh, and, and from that just and, and called it quits on their marriage, ended up in divorce, and 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 the pastor says, I don't think it was so much because of the adultery why the divorce happened. Uh, what happened? It, it was it was the sin of gossip. And uh, and folks, uh, look at what this. Uh, what this word says in, in Proverbs 25.9 says, when ar- arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. Loose lips sink ships. Number three, here's a question I want to ask. And this one's really challenging to us. You may not be a gossip, but listen to this one. Am I permitting others to gossip, slander, and backbite? That's a question. In, my, in this past year, in my conversations with other people, did I let those other people uh, criticize, backbite, and gossip? Proverbs 17.4 says this. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip, and liars pay close attention to slander. So uh, gossip is not only just sharing something and telling something, but gossip, okay, it's a two-way street. It's listening to as well. So it's not only wrong to speak it, but it's also wrong to listen to it. Why is that? I want you to see this this statement here on, on the screen. What you permit, you promote. And what you promote you will publicize eventually that means if i'm listening to someone okay spew on me uh, uh, someone about someone else's life what they don't like or what something they have done some juicy secret secret we are we we are not only permitting it but we're promoting it okay by not saying anything, and then eventually what we hear, what gets inside of our heart, we, it, it comes out. We begin to share, and it becomes uh, public. Now, uh, I want to say this to you. If people are gossiping to you, here's the other part. They're probably gossiping about you, okay? Now, you're probably the same way if you're gossiping okay about other other people there's a good chance that the person that you're gossiping to right now you probably may be gossiping about them as well now some of you are saying here you know I'm just not comfortable with gossip i don't i don't like to do that and, but 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 i find myself you know i i, I don't really do nothing about this i i, I don't really have the backbone I, I don't know how to get out of this situation And if you're a person who says, "I don't want to be tainted uh, by the stench of gossip," I I don't want to have this on my life. I got four things you can write this down. Uh, uh, This this is what I do because I I just know listening to it, it it is sin. Okay, unless I do one of these four things. Okay, number one, I call deflect, change the conversation. Someone's talking bad about someone, negative about someone. Uh, information maybe that you don't want to hear okay you can go ahead and just begin to subtly deflect you know hey you know what the Detroit Lions are playing today by the way did you know that and it's totally unrelated to what's being talked about a message is being sent I don't want to talk about this deflect it okay second of all it's called defend okay? You hear a word, uh, a negative about someone, uh, here's what, here's what I, and by the way, I've, I've tried all of these, and by the way, I've messed up an area of gossip, okay? I've heard stuff that, that I didn't do right away, but these are some of the things that I've done that's worked for me. Here's what I've done, and this, in fact, all four of these happened this week. I had to work on some of these. I, def, I, I say this, I find them to be, and I state, a positive quality, so when they're speaking negative, here's what I found them to be like. And, uh, and, and a message is being clearly sent that we're not comfortable with hearing this. Number three, direct. This is really important. In fact, I was just doing this the other day. They're having a hard time with, with someone. Uh, they're speaking negative. It sounds like there's an issue. There's a problem. You know what you need to do? You need to go ahead. Don't talk to me about this. Talk to that person about this because God obviously wants to do some healing in your relationship. And number four, drop the conversation. This one, this one gets a little bit, this is where you do say, you know what, I, I, I tried to deflect this, I tried to defend it, uh, de- defend them, and they just keep on doing it. So you know what, can you please do me a favor and do yourself a favor? Could you please stop this? This is not healthy for me and it's not healthy for you. That one's a little bit more direct, but it's necessary, not only to protect yourself, but also to help them as well. Now, I want to share with you two final thoughts on what should motivate us to use our words carefully. Two final thoughts. Number one, write down the word judgment. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. What is that all about, Pastor Mike? All I know is this, that on judgment day, and we will all be judged one of the things that's going to be scrutinized, one of the things that God is going to be going over, are the words that we said during our lifetime. You said, "Well, that's going to take really a long time." Don't know how long that's going to take, but uh, uh, time will be irrelevant back at the time. But your words that are coming out of, our, out of your mouth, every careless word you didn't, you weren't careful, you weren't taking your time, you were just speaking before thinking. God says those words will be judged. You'll either be justified by your words or you will be condemned, okay? So that's one of the things that motivates me to begin to think about how I use my words. Number two, write down this, life and death. Proverbs 18, 21 says this, the tongue has the power of life and death. The message translation puts it this way. Words kill and words Give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. That's good. Words give life or they give death. They're either poison or they're fruit. They give nourishment, they give health, or they bring death in their life. And so the Bible is very clear that, that the words of our mouth have so much potential to harm and so much potential to do good. Now, when it comes to speaking when you're around me, I hope that when you're around me that you will hear me, you will catch me speaking words of life about other people. Words that are helpful and not hurtful. I hope that now, by God's grace, that God will give me the grace to believe the best in people instead of assuming the worst. Does anybody need help in that area? That when I think of people, I tend to think of the most negative rather than the most positive about people. When I'm a person, I want to be a person, a part of the solution of building others up and never tearing them down. I want my words to be full of life, love, and encouragement. Here's one of the things I discovered on how God brought the world into existence, the universe. When you read Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, and God spoke, and when God spoke, they came into being. And because the the, the creation was spoke into, into being, the Bible says we've been made into the image of God. Our tongue... And our words literally have the power to bring life into a person and into a situation or absolute death. And because of that, I have made a decision. And I keep on praying about this because I'm not batting 1,000% in this area. I've made a decision years ago, and I want to make a daily decision that I'm going to quit criticizing in the area of slander, gossip, okay, or backbiting or criticizing in any way. I want you to go with me to Psalm chapter 19 verse 14 there on your notes. Here's your last assignment. It says, "May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer." Here's the assignment. There's a connection to what you think about. "May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. One of the keys that has helped me, okay, is what do I think about? And when I think about people, how do I think about them? Do I think about them in a negative way? Or do I think about them in a positive way? Now, if I'm thinking about them in a negative way, what's going to be coming out of my mouth and out of our mouth? Negative things, right? Right? But if I can begin to meditate on things rather than just their, their negative qualities, and we all have negative qualities in here, right? Would everybody agree with that? But if we would to begin to think about the positive things about them, okay, what, then what's going to be coming out of our mouth? Things that are helpful in building people up. It's going to be life. So I want to encourage you here today. Here's your assignment. I want you to memorize this, this scripture here. It's there on your notes. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, my Lord and my rock and my Redeemer. This is a word, by the way, that I memorized, and I memorized this years ago. In fact, this prayer right here that David is talking about here, this is something I pray about two to three times a week. and. Uh, God, I just pray, Lord, that, that, the, that the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth, God, would be pleasing to you. I pray, Sometimes I'm, I may have a tough day and I'm speaking negatively. and Then I'm doubling up on this. When God made the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, Lord, may it be pleasing to you. We pray about it and watch God begin to do a work in our hearts. Let's go ahead and let's pray here this morning.